0: I think we're in this time. Hi. Hi there. How are you doing, Teddy? I'm very good. You can hear me. Yeah, we can hear each other. I'm good. It took a while, but we're, he-
1: we're here. We are here in so many ways mm. than, than just that single meaning. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this, Dad.
0: Yeah. Was there ever a single meaning to the word here? Didn't people use it in so many different places?
1: Yes, but I mean as in not just here on the phone. <laughs> 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 oh god and that's that's that response from you is exactly why i'm going to enjoy these conversations
0: i'm just reaching my mind out there to all the possible here's and now's everywhere in the kind good. Of universe it's like, hello. good hello, how, there.
1: how many psychedelics have you done today
0: <laughs> <I'm> psychedelic. <laughs> psychedelics, my brain my brain is psychedelic that's the point do you know the word it's... psychedelic means Psychedelos. <laughs>
1: Tell me, this is exactly the kind of thing I want to hear, and everybody does. Tell me, it means
0: to reveal the soul. It means to show you your soul. Wow, isn't it? Isn't it a well meaning? So when when people talk about psychedelics and drugs, you know, in the same category, it's a kind of complete misnomer, Mm -hmm. really, because a a drug is something that kind of takes you into a state. Of either activation or 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 diminishment of that, you know, Um, it kind of takes you out of feeling or creates, takes you into space of feeling. So cocaine is something that makes you feel more, and alcohol is something that makes you feel less, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas psychedelos doesn't Mm -hmm. do that. Psychedelos actually shows you the synesthetic, amazing nature of what you are and how life is at its best. But people abuse them, people abuse mm. them anyway, so there we go. There's yeah. yeah, that's there's, there's a whole rabbit hole of
1: conversations there that we can look forward to. There is, isn't there? Coming conversations there is, yeah. that is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, where do we begin? Oh, here and now, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And what is the here and now? Where do we what's the starting point? I'm breathing, you're breathing. Yes. Yes
0: we'
1: so we start with breathing we'
0: talk about breath we've got to talk about breath yes we can. should begin there if you haven't figured it out yet, then breath is that people have not figured it out. breath is breath is part of and I say part of because it's it's not people are talking about it being the next big wave um you know with breath and the the, the many many ways in which breath can alter our experience yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As the next big wave, you know, yoga was a big wave. It's, it's, you know, it's a multi-multi billion dollar market now. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, the, you know, I remember the first wave of yoga in the '60s, and then the one in the '80s, and you know, the one in the sort of 2000s with Madonna and that kind of thing. And it's, it's come and gone in different waves, and each wave is taken to a different direction, a different dimension, a different level in some ways. Um, and breath is breath is coming in like that now. It's coming in. It's going to be a tidal wave. So it's coming in as a big thing. And, of course, with all these, and we can talk more about how and what and why, you know, in different directions and ways. But, I mean, of course, there are Mm -hmm. going to be loads of people. I heard about some guy doing some kind of rebirthing workshop at a festival recently. Um, And, you know, according to the the, the people who went, I wasn't there, but according to people who went, he was shouting at people and telling them, you're not doing good enough, you're not good enough, you know, just shaming people. So Mm -hmm. that's that's an interesting interesting hearing that, because that's clearly somebody who doesn't, in my view, doesn't really understand what on earth they're trying to do, and is you no. know, abusing the practice. So, um, but we're going we're to well, get all sounds... that kind of stuff going on. That's, that, that's the next one. Yeah, well, that,
1: that sounds like the beginning of, of your experience with yoga in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's the same with, I guess it's the same with anything, any new immersion of some practice, or um, Offering, um, and it it yeah, will it get it will get forced.
0: It will get pushed. It will get shoved in certain ways. Yeah, um, and that's part of the learning, I guess. Yeah, if you look at if you get yoga texts, I and mean, if you go back, you know, into looking at yoga texts from you know thousand years ago or so, mm-hmm. fifteen hundred years ago, whatever, you know, Tell you'll, me. Find, you'll, you'll find people then talking about the fake gurus. Mm-hmm. You know, the teachers who are there to. um you know, you know, steal or rob or cheat people and that kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yep. there's always always been, you know, there's always been an element within transformational, progressive work, where there are mm-hmm. people who see that there's value in that and want to want to use it for their own immediate benefit, and not for the greater good. But that's yep. always always been a part of the domain. You know, they uh-huh. talk about they talk about a satguru. You know, uh, there's a chap at the moment who's going around calling himself satguru, which is cool. He seems like a really decent chap actually, from what I can see, and he's teaching good stuff. Um, but that name Sadguru means, um, you know, the, the real, the kosher, the real deal. Sat means true, mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. So it's the, the Guru of Truth or the True Guru. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, then, then there's, you know, you when when we when anybody's working with teachers of any kind, you have to check them out. Mm-hmm. You
2: have to check, so then... check their
0: metal. Check their metal. M e double t l e. They're not m e t a l. You can check them. Yeah. You can check their chromium plate if you want, but I check the you have got to check the teacher out. <laughs> yeah. Make okay. sure that, you you know, Test, All test right. them. You don't okay. work with the
1: teacher without testing them. Yeah, so to bring that kind of face about on itself, yeah. um, what does that represent in ourselves then? Like, um, Because with anything new we do, there's always that aspect of us that is seeking or trying to manipulate or pull something positive, something good into a... Um what's the word I'm looking for a a shortness like a an immediate gratifying sense of either positive or negative whether it's feeling good about ourselves or diminishing ourselves in some way yeah. um so how 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 do we use that analogy on ourselves what can we learn from that in the the way we where we pay attention to our own responses to new information and new new disciplines
0: I think there's, um, I mean, I think it's, it's a really important point, And I think people are very impatient, particularly in the digital age.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And,
0: and, and one of, one of the things I like about, um, you know, kind of a, like, like physical yoga practice, practice mm-hmm. for example, is it takes you into your body, which is organic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there's an organic pace. I mean, you can push and you can break yourself. People do. People push into, say, for something, something like Padmask and Lotus, and they'll break their knees. Mm. Um, so there's a there's an impatience that arises for people uh, in the digital age. I think where people want things now and they want it fast and they want mm. it to push the button. But we know that we know that's how how things are. Mm. And I think so. There's um, but but there's a there's a there's a quality that's really deep in us. And if you look at if you if we look at the old again, the old old yoga teachings, it comes out as a recognition of the Dharma, which is mm. kind of the law or the way. It's the path. It's the um, you know, and, and what that means and what it, what it essentially means is that it, and you'll find the same in something like Rogerian counseling, for example, Carl Rogers type stuff. And there's this idea that there's an actualization principle in us. Mm. The, the part, part of the self-reflective and conscious nature of what we are is seeking to know what is really true about our experience, what's mm. real. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And I think that that drive in us is very powerful. Mm. um so that's that's the kind of seeker side of us and, yeah. and 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 we that plays a very important role um the you know the, as far as i'm concerned in the growth principle the growth i'm gonna call it the growth principle okay in the growth principle there are several different elephants ele- elephants several different <laughs> elephants there are several different, there several, are several
1: different elephants.
0: There are several, several elephants cavorting around. There in the several, room? Yeah, there's <laughs> let's talk about the <laughs> elephants. That we're, we're, like, we're not
1: paying attention to here. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. You know, there are several different elements here that one of them is one of them one of them is the kind of you know the whole universe, which which mm-hmm. in and and again people often don't understand this, I don't think. And people don't understand that it doesn't matter whether the universe is conscious or not.
2: hmm
0: Right? You know. Einstein asked questions like, you know, the key question is whether the universe is a friendly place or not. Mm-hmm. It, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Right? So, whatever answer you come up with is is, um, is probably going to be fallacious. Um, but what? what I, I mean, because it all all depends on your perspective. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's going to be self self. Self-serving. Self- yeah, yeah, yeah. Affirming. Self,
0: self, self- self-affirming, self-serving, self-justifying. Yeah, yeah, something of that kind, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, self-congratulatory, you know, yeah, I've got it right. Yeah. Um, so I think at the, the, the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But there is something very powerful in in that in posing questions like that, I think. And I think mm-hmm. there's something very, very powerful in working with, having a working theory around these things, which you want to go into a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's quite noisy traffic at your end. Yep, that's part of the effect. That's part of the effect. Where are you? You're on the. That's part of the universe. It's part of the universe. Well, yeah. What is it, coming back that? <laughs> so the thing about the thing about those kind of questions is that the question itself is, to a degree, a problem. Mm-hmm. Is the is the universe a friendly place or not? Because actually, what you know, it's
2: actually
0: the, the universe is us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I. It's not that. Again, I was talking to my students about this uh, this morning. It's not that I am in the universe,
2: mm.
0: or I am on this planet you know mm-hmm. i am this planet moving and living and breathing
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i'm moving planet yeah and i am universe this i am thing it is all there's just one thing here mhm yeah it has many aspects and many faculties and you know, there's there's you know we're took this conversation is the universe doing its funk as i like to say
2: mhm yeah, yeah.
0: Right? dancing yeah it's yeah it's universe doing its funk right now and this is it so it's, you know getting so the question of whether the universe is a friendly place or not is kind of a non it, it's non-sequitur it doesn't really matter because actually it is yeah it is what it is it is right now this mm-hmm. and it can't be anything else but this because it is this yeah so whether you frame that as being friendly or unfriendly that puts you into place of friendly or unfriendly to who to me and me separate to the rest of the universe kind of thing yeah So it's kind of, I mean, with respect to Einstein, it's kind of a dumb question, really. Yeah. In that perspective. Okay. So the universe, the universe is doing this. The universe is doing this self-inquiry. This universe is doing this podcast. The universe is doing Mm. this now as us. Yeah. Yeah. So this is self-reflective deepening of consciousness um, Mm. that that is a natural part of being alive. Mm. And and the Dharma and and those teachings that talk about the self-actualization principle are are talking about that thing in us. That yeah. just kind of wants to know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Just asking,
0: asking questions, whatever they are, to yeah. to yeah. self-reference. Yeah. And when that thing in us runs up against a teaching that kind of reflects that, and you get a, um, a synergy of the teaching, uh, you know, the method or whatever it is, and, the, and that, thing, that actualization principle in you, wherever that and however that is moving at this point in time, when you get those mm-hmm. two banging into each other, and maybe you even meet with a teacher, you know, a person, a living human being who resonates with you on some level, you've got mm-hmm. three parts of a dynamic, which is a massive growth principle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then there's the universe doing its funk, which is a fourth part, if you like. So it's all one thing. So I think, that, you know, these practices that arise in space time. Yeah. And come in waves. They're kind of, you know, maybe, I don't know, I don't know what they are, but they're fun anyway. The universe having mm. fun with itself. There's a lot going yeah. on. So um... yeah, so to,
1: to ask you a question then so in it, my understanding of what you're describing in essence is that the universe, whatever it is, whatever it's doing, is simply exploring all forms of possibility and what we pay attention to based on our referencing requirements or what we're trying to find, what we're trying to validate or justify um, related to our own needs or subconscious like desires for affirmation or or like confirmation um we pay attention to those specific possibilities is that what yeah. you're saying I, I think we
0: have we we tend to, our our attention is conditioned
2: yeah
1: absolutely yeah
0: right? so mm-hmm. whatever whatever culture we grow up in or whatever family grow we we grow up in or whatever schooling we go through or whatever um you know business culture we have lived within will mm-hmm. be honing our attention in particular directions yeah so every human being has their attention looking for particular qualities, particular things. It's that yeah. classic thing, you know, look out for red cars, and all of a sudden you see red cars all over the place. Yeah. But, yeah. Our, our, you know, our attention is doing that the whole time. It's just that we're not noticing that's what our attention is doing. Yeah.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. When what's actually happening is infinite possibilities, but we're honing in on the ones that shoot the narrative that fits with what we're working with, right? That's right, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That
0: makes yeah. sense. So it's, uh, so a big part of a big part of any um, awakening practice or realizing real practice of moving with that principle of realization of actualization is to notice your notice. And if you don't notice, get somebody to point them out to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The patterns of attention, which which have been conditioned into you, which you consider to be yourself.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because when okay. you when you can when you can notice the patterns of attention, what your what is precious, what your direct, what direction your mental energy is moving in, what is calling you, what is calling mm-hmm. you with the promise of reward, what is, what you what you are uh, avoiding or is drawing from because it's got a promise of pain, yeah, mm-hmm. suffering, or um, you know it won't reward you, nothing yep. there, yeah, yep. or, or or any place, uh, particularly those blank places where there's, uh,
1: that so uh, now. To add to the traffic. There's a tractor going past, so this is gonna be a really fun soundbite. Did you catch that? I didn't catch that last bit because I was dealing with a tractor. Oh, that's okay.
0: You were dealing with the tractor. Somebody was trying to call me from, <laughs> from Bloomington, United States. I'm not sure what they were calling me about. All these fun things happening all at once. All, all at once, that's right, yeah. So anyway, where are we going? Yeah, yeah. So attention on focus. And, and you know, resolving those and coming back. So one of the one of the practices, if you look at, you know, some of the sort of basic yoga I say basic, I mean for the Western world they're super advanced um, because the Western world is mm-hmm. um, caught up in in, in gymnastic yoga
2: yes. Can
1: I yeah. say one thing? So I think it's really important for people listening to to understand, for example like um, when you talk about Sadhguru mm. and when you mention Einstein's question and when you consider the the or the adoption of yoga within the Western world, it's extremely important to be discerning. Mm. And you use this great word of discernment. It's extremely important to be discerning and and question these things. And, and like you yourself, you're not saying these things as imagining yourself to be an unquestionable entity. Um, Like you are, you are fallible and you are, you are discerning and critical of yourself in the same respect. Um, and I think that's also a practice in its own right. Um, the bit you were talking about earlier about having someone help you look out for the ways your attention um, is focused on different aspects. Um, the ability to be discerning of that is is the ability to... Create a like a your own response rather than a reaction to a situation.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, like so when you say all these things, like it sounds potentially critical to people, but it's so important to question, it's so important not to just take a teaching or not to just take a teacher or not to just take the universe, whatever is happening, on face, on immediate impression, on immediate affirmation, on immediate confirmation. Um, but go into these things with yes, believe, but also
0: assess, and play and funk. Yeah, I, I think questioning. I think questioning. Like I said, I'll get you. Got if you're going to work with a teacher, you need to test their metal. You need to check them out.
1: Yeah, and everyone should. Everyone should test you. Yeah. Like that's the whole point of yours. The space you hold. I, I take it is people to come and test you as you test yeah. them and that's what the, that's what the space is it's a space to rebound and reflect and dialogue like rewire exactly it's a dialogue yeah i mean yeah, i mean you, and that's how you you choose you choose your growth principles yeah. right you either you either have your growth principles chosen for you or you yeah. choose them we're all growing we're all constantly changing but we can either make it a choice uh, an active process or it can be something that we're simply pulled along on
0: uh, a, a kind of
1: a reactive journey that isn't our own.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, hmm. So I was, I was talking. I was, yeah, I agree. And and the the, the, print, the principle, one of the principles behind that, in terms of the um, way of looking at the attention, yeah, is to spot mm-hmm. the movements of attention, and then cultivate a broad field of awareness. So mm-hmm. instead of living yeah. as conditioned patterns of attention. What you're what you're aiming yes. to do is to rest more and more fully and more expansively in vast awareness as vast awareness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How is how can one begin that, and what does that what does that
0: practically look like? Okay. what it practically looks like, first of all, what it practically looks like is really tedious discipline. Let's get yeah. that word let's get that word out out into the open. It looks like mm-hmm. looks like you have to put some. Regular effort into retraining your system. Okay? Mm-hmm. Without without that regular effort going in, regular strategic effort going in, your system will not be retrained, and you will continue to live in as live as reflexive patterns. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Okay. Um, okay. But 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 it's the right kind of effort. It's not over-efforting. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody just asked me a question this morning one of my classes this morning it's not about it's you know it's talking about the tension coming up. i said what tension is coming up if your tension is a result of your practice uh, you know mental emotional physical tension as a result of your practice you're applying too much effort your system's not ready to to, to create that to do that much effort yet it's mm-hmm. trying you're trying too hard basically you know you'd you're going yeah. for the Protestant work ethic end of things when actually you need to back off and chill out a bit more because the, you know the, the, yeah. you've got to work with the system. By the system, I mean psychologically, emotionally, physically, energetically, in every way. You know? So when when you mm-hmm. know there's this incremental development through the daily disciplines that we do, yeah, mm-hmm. where where there's and that incremental yeah. development and growth that occurs, yeah, is is crucial mm-hmm. because it gives you more and more strength. More and more power, more and more capacity, to be fully with the practices in a good way, without creating negative side effects, like overfitting. But discipline, discipline is key. Mm -hmm.
1: And so, it's a, it's, it's attention is a skill that you develop with compound
0: practice. Compound practice, yeah, it gives you compound interest as well. You
1: develop it over exactly. So you develop bit by bit, and then eventually you you really start seeing the the effects yeah is that
0: that's right? right so you're saying what it yeah. looked like so one of one of the practices you have to do for example is focused attention practice right? mm-hmm. there's several there's several different okay. practices that work really well in a synergistic way okay but one of them is a focused attention practice which for example if we're talking yeah. about breath is is mindfulness of mindfulness of breathing mm-hmm. you know a lot everybody wants to get high with the breath deep know, everybody wants to get high you know, people are puffing and puffing to get into a yeah. high state, a state of um, ecstasy. I, you know, there's a workshop in in my hometown recently where people are trying to get high on breath, and it's like, okay, mm. great. But actually, you know, the the the, the discipline of just being attentive, because what we have, because that's great, but if you're not attentive to what is actually happening mm-hmm. right now, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's just like getting ripped on drugs it doesn't make it's not not going to do anything in terms of integrating anything meaningful into life so that the baseline of any practice has got to be i mean mindfulness for all its sins yeah i say that because the word mindfulness translated very badly from the word sati um which comes from the sanskrit word and um means remembrance remembrance Hmm. So what, what, what the, the practices that are now called mindfulness in the Western world actually are practices of remembrance. And really all yoga is about mm. remembrance. It's about remembering to, remembering to be present as pure awareness, which is your true nature. Mm. Yeah? When you get lost, remember. Remember. So it's a calling mm. into remembrance. Yeah? So, you know, so if mm-hmm. you're doing a, a mindfulness breathing practice, you're calling yourself back to remembrance with the breath. And you're Mm. noticing every time that your attention wanders off onto a thought story or onto a feeling story or onto a sensation story or onto any other ideation. Yeah. So that basic practice of noticing and returning noticing and returning noticing and returning is really, really crucial. And, and very Mm. few people want to go there at the moment because everybody wants, everybody wants that quick fix. Everybody wants the the high and and to mm-hmm. get that stability in place, where you can sit with just noticing the natural breath as it is, yeah, mm. without your mind wandering off at all, for say, let's say, let's give it a yeah. time frame, let's say twenty minutes, mm-hmm. right, is the foundation of deeper practice, mm. right? And the, uh, mm-hmm. who's going to do that? There's so many, so much to watch on YouTube. you mean. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: many podcasts. So many podcasts. Listen
0: to. Listen to, yeah. But, and the irony is, you, you, whilst listening to podcasts or reading, you could also be doing conscious breath work. And then, but that's the first level of a practice. OK. And then you've got, mm. and you've got to go in to understand that first before, I would say, before you start working with manipulating the breath. Because when you manipulate the breath, you're changing state. So acceptance, mm-hmm. acceptance, mindful acceptance of how things actually are is really important, an important foundation, and then you can work with manipulation. And and, and mm-hmm. manipulation. There, there are other awareness practices that are key, like open focus, for example. That's a really important practice as well. You know, open focus is a different practice. I'll, I'll talk about that later. But, but yeah, we'll have that. There are so many conversations we're going to have here, looking at different practices, yeah, and how they fit together. It's going to be fun. But. Um, um, yeah, but th- th- that that mindful foundation, but manipulating the breath, which then changes state, it creates optimal mm-hmm. flow. It creates states of peak performance. It creates states of energization, and um, creates this, the capacity to transform emotions. Whatever whatever mm-hmm. else you're working with has to come out of that foundation of acceptance. So you can be in the place of going, you know, this is how this feels. This this is how mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. This is how it is to be. A living human experience yeah mm-hmm. you know some people talk about was it uh, spiritual being having human experience uh, i just think that's a get out clause it's an escape yeah it's a trick of the mind it's mm-hmm. a trick it's a delusion because actually every everything everything if you want to call if you want to say you know spiritual being everything is is spirit there's mm-hmm. one thing all right mm-hmm. which is Emptiness energy form. It's it's the vast formless consciousness. Uh, It's moving as energy. It's scintillating as form right now. It's all spirit. So to define yourself as Hmm. spirit spirit being having human experience, is it kind of trick of the mind to create two things so you can feel comfortable with the nasty, messy nature of human experience? yeah but the mm-hmm.
1: poor... and still consider yourself as separate and and the identity that oh, you yeah hold. That kind of thing yeah
0: all right whereas 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 yeah. actually it's really really good to go into that human experience and understand the juicy mm. smelly vulnerable soft-bodied experience of being a human with a short lifespan mm. you know with mm-hmm. a heart a heart that is beating it's been beating since you're in mama's womb. You've been breathing since day mm. one. That breath is going to end. That heartbeat is going to end. And the vulnerability, mm. the vulnerability of that experience. People, got, people, you know, driving around in metal cars in the city I live in. You know, people pretending they're immortal and, you know, impermeable and, you know, uh, invincible in their metal metal cars. They're not. Mm. You know, just frag. They're fragile nope. in 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 that metal armor. Uh, and you uh, know, mm-hmm. or even if, even in a muscular armor, where people are walking around in muscular armor, you know, the idea is to create that edge to keep you safe. It doesn't. You're still vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. we still get cancer. We still have heart attacks. And as far as I know, so far, everybody that's ever been born has died.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: just yeah. saying. Just saying. That's hashtag okay. just saying, by the way.
1: <laughs> so what we need to do is go into that experience and one of the ways that you're saying is how we channel and focus our attention and that's the foundation of a mindful state of being Mm -hmm. and one of the best ways to do that is attention practice and focusing on breath the
0: the breath is always with us yes absolutely it's always with us it's always present we're alive yeah the breath is always with us so so that's that's a tool that is available as as a pratyaya as they say in good. so that's mm-hmm. a, a meditative object, a focus of meditative attention it is always there, it does not go away right? mm-hmm. so it's, okay. the, it's one of the most and there are others you could use uh, visual, auditory, kinesthetic and so on but it's, it's one of the most useful and preeminent of the, of the ways we can focus the mind on something and mm-hmm. it's deliciously organic okay. as well
2: yes
1: wonderful, thank you well, we'll go into all of those things in further conversations. Mm. Mm. That was really enjoyable.
0: Thank you. I think, I think you know, those the, the focus practices, because those focus practices, mindfulness of breathing is such a good one. There are others, like I said, and there are breath manipulation practices, but just open focus is a really, or open awareness is a really good practice that, that, that balances. There are three practices that balance each other, but the open awareness mm-hmm. practice is the one that balances um, the focus practice in terms of its neurological consequences. Again, mm-hmm. that's another whole okay. conversation, right?
2: Yep.
0: So what are the three? So open awareness. Open awareness, focus practice, and compassion practice. Compassion practice. Right. Okay. I,
1: well, we will dive into okay. all of those things. If
0: I, if I were to add in one more, I would say um, practices, practices of working with energy movement.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay.
0: And what does that look so, like? Again, those may well be breath focused. Um, but they're practices mm-hmm. of working with the directional vectors of life force within the system and how we can experience yep. those, feel them, move them, integrate them, empower them, enhance them, and that kind of thing. Right? So those, mm. you'll, you'll find those more in the sort of like uh, yogic, some of the yogic schools, some. Mm. Um, some of yogic yeah. work. In yours? In mine, yeah. In yours. Funky.
1: Um, well, I, I really look forward to talking more about breath and death. Breath and you. death, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and practice. Breath and death and other, and other um, good things. <laughs> yeah. Breath, breath and death. Breath, death, and in between. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all is one system, all is one yeah. experience. We could, you, could, you, could, with you could name the podcast that breath, death, and everything in between. Yeah
1: all right okay well it was going to just continue as, as conversations between a father and his son it can be
0: that as well it's about pa-
1: passing <laughs> down passing down all of all of those experiences and hopefully hopefully teaching a few things along the way you know. as well as you laughing know. and sharing some sharing some good yeah. stories all, right, best. all right
2: nice talking to you awesome. yeah, love. <laughs> all right yeah. lots of love. right. Right.